Have you ever considered a career in public health but unsure if it's the right fit for you? There are multiple reasons why you should pursue a career in public health. And in this episode, we'll be talking about reasons why you should pursue this career. This is the Public Health Insight Podcast. Before we move on, it is important to note that the views expressed in this podcast are our own and do not represent any of the organizations we work for or are affiliated with. You're listening to the Public Health Insight Podcast, your go-to space for all things public health and global health, from the sustainable development goals to the social determinants of health, as well as interesting dialogues about the diverse career opportunities that exist in these fields. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify so other people like you can benefit from our content. Hi everyone, my name is LaShawn, your host for this episode, alongside my co-host, Gordon Thane. How's it going, Skip? <laughs> Skip? Oh, don't Skip, don't do that, don't do that. <laughs> that was an impossibly great monologue. Thank you, thank you. So, what are we talking about today? Essentially, your monologue alluded to it, about mm-hmm. reasons people should consider pursuing a career in public health another way to look at it is what you should know before pursuing public health and having that knowledge can better inform your decision on whether or not it's something that's the right fit for you Mm -hmm. so would you say that before you started your career in public health did you know what it would actually entail or did you just kind of learn as you went along in your career i had no idea i Naturally, like a lot of people who pursue undergrad, you have, back in my days, I might be dating myself a little bit, you had certain professional disciplines like nursing, doctor, pharmacy, law, law, and those sort of big traditional careers. So naturally, that's the first thing I thought of when I went to school. So for in my case, public health was not something that had been front of mind until the time came where I was looking for what to do in terms of professional development and education after completing my bachelor's. Mm -hmm. There was not a lot of resources out there for me as well to learn. The best resources were alumni, people who were pursuing a career or already in their careers. And I didn't really have much context on as to what to expect. And that was reflected in my anxiety when I was about to start asking about okay what are job titles like I'm thinking I could just google public health worker or something like that but I would le- I would later learn that's not the case and you could probably list out thousands or hundreds of thousands even of job titles that one with a public health education could work in so let's let's talk about that for a second mm. so The first reason we have that you should pursue a career in public health is very much what you're mentioning right now. Mm. If you like professional variety. Oh, there is variety. What is that? Professional variety. The best way to explain this is by using an example. So if one is to pursue a career education in nursing, it's reasonable to expect that once you finish you're looking to become a nurse and that's pretty much what you would search for if you're, you're looking for a job nurse the setting might differ health unit 
hospital, community health, that might differ, but you're looking for a nurse job, Mm -hmm. right? The same doesn't necessarily apply for public health because it's very interdisciplinary and there are several different domains in public health that lends itself to different expertise and therefore different job titles. So the good thing about this and where the professional variety comes in is a lot of programs you can be trained in the general sense and specialize with experience. So that's where the professional variety comes in. Mm -hmm. You might start off in one area, either grow out of love or realize that you dislike that area, and then you could pivot to a different area without pursuing more education. So that's where professional variety comes in. Yeah, and just to add a couple more points to that, in in terms of the different environments that you could be working in, you said that nurses can work in a variety of settings. In terms of public health, you can go into the research sector as a research assistant, research or data scientist, health science specialist, research coordinator, communication specialist, program manager, program developer. You could go into the community and healthcare sectors, whether it's a community health educator, health promotion specialist, behavioral health coordinator, health equity associate, or you could even go more on the admin side, so healthcare admin or management sector, so administrative fellow, hospital fellow, clinical administrator, program coordinator, and really quality improvement specialist. Anything within those buckets, plus more, you can think of as a career in public health. So what Gordon's basically saying is, typically when you think of someone going to school as a nurse, you have that trajectory into a nurse. Of course, you could branch out to other areas, but if you're going into public health, there's not one thing that you can point that to because there's so much diversity. Right, right. And I would add as well, when you get deeper into it, a nurse is applying clinical skills for the most part. Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about professional variety, we're talking about the types of skills that you're using on a daily basis. Clinical skills in public health. There are public health nurses that can use clinical skills. And there are nurses there as well who might be very you know, astute in the area of research. And they can be using research skills. They can also be using community building skills. So even that same profession itself, by moving that person into public health, it automatically gives more professional variety in the types of things and skills that you do. So that's a very good example. Wonderful. So reason number two why you should pursue a career in public health is if you enjoy having impact on populations. What does that mean? And yeah, who would enjoy that? Right. Uh, Yeah, so when we talk about public health what is a population yeah what is a population yeah it's we're talking about beyond just one individual or family we're talking about neighborhoods communities provinces states countries global health even so we're talking about an impact on several people simultaneously or a collection of people simultaneously Mm -hmm. compared to the traditional way of thinking about health on an individual level, where you go to your doctor and if you need a prescription for antibiotics, your doctor is helping you in that moment. I'm sure your members of your household will be happy that you're going to be, you're getting a medication to get better, but that intervention in of itself will only benefit you. Population health is different in that you're talking about programs or interventions that simultaneously impact multiple people. And a prime central focus of that is addressing health inequities. So 
you would allocate public health resources or interventions to populations that have been disadvantaged and with the hopes of erasing that disparity in health. And by that, I mean, why is a certain population over there more healthy than a population over here? And that's where public health comes in. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things where I work in the global health space is when we're talking about neglected tropical diseases, a group of 20 disease and disease groups that affect communities all around the world, we're talking about different solutions and innovative ways to treat en masse different populations. And what does that look like? If you're doing a health campaign, for example, and you're distributing different health resources across the community, you're thinking about the whole community. You're not necessarily focusing on that one-on-one clinical interaction, but you're thinking about strategies and implementation strategies, how you can benefit the whole population. So that's just one of those examples of that more wide-scale thinking. And that ties into your our third reason, which is if you appreciate the focus on prevention. Mm-hmm. So in addition to the population health aspect of things, you are also public health is concerned about getting to people before they get sick. Mm-hmm. So preventing something that hasn't happened yet mm-hmm. is a very difficult concept to grasp, especially if it's something you're unfamiliar with. And it's something as well in the world of funding, it's something difficult to advocate for. Hey, can you give me a lot of money so I can prevent an illness in Mm -hmm. 20 years? Again, that's very difficult to conceptualize. And if this is something that you get a lot of joy out of, a lot of satisfaction out of, Mm -hmm. maybe you have lived experience from yourself or someone in your family of some health ailment you have, and you find some purpose in that to prevent it from happening to other people, if it is indeed preventable or related to the social determinants of health, then this is an area, public health would be an area that you should consider to commit your career to. Most definitely. And one of my good friends love this quote, healthcare is vital to us some of the time, but public health is vital to us all of the time by C. Everett Koop. And what that really is talking about is when we're taking this preventative lens, it's happening any given second. It depends on our structures in society, our policies, our programs, our projects that are ongoing at these different institutions. When they have that preventative aspect, whether it's a health campaign, um, a campaign that talks about the importance of applying sunscreen in, in the winter and summer, we're talking about things that go a long way to prevent something down the road from happening. Mm-hmm. So that's why in this quote, it's saying public health is vital to us all the time. It's not that one interaction once you interact with the healthcare system of you already being sick and then being treated on the spot. Mm-hmm. And a good way to look at this is if you think of, and I won't go, I won't go through all of them, but the domains of public health, one of them being health improvement, health promotion, and the other one being health protection. So health protection, you're talking about things like environmental hazards. You're talking about infectious diseases and the threats that that brings. And then for health promotion, you're talking about the prevention of chronic diseases. So you're talking about diabetes. You're talking about arthritis. You're talking about different things. Dementia, those things that take up a lot of resources when people eventually get sick. So it's important to look at it as 
the focus of prevention is a bit of an upstream impact. Mm-hmm. And then healthcare, which more people are familiar with, is more downstream when people, for whatever reason, genetic or environmental conditions, social in terms of health, may still end up with the very thing that you're preventing. So healthcare is important. But because we don't want to overload the healthcare system and having to replace all of our homes with hospitals, we also have a focus on prevention. Now, the reason this is important is prevention efforts are not seen immediately the way healthcare outcomes are seen more immediately. So if you enjoy the satisfaction, again, from preventing diseases in your community or enhancing the health profile of your community and not see that reflected in the hospital setting, then this is very rewarding work. Yeah, absolutely. And part of that rewarding work, especially when we're talking about public health, it relates to our fourth reason why. If you enjoy interprofessional collaboration. Why is that so important in the grand scheme of things and to actually realize some of these population health benefits? Interprofessional collaboration. So let's focus on the collaboration part first. So collaboration is essentially working with other people, other groups to get something done, usually with some kind of shared vision. Now, the reason that we have that qualifier there being interprofessional is public health cuts across different areas. So, for example, if we talk about the issue of homelessness and you work in public health for uh, maybe you work in harm reduction for wound care, people who some people who are homeless on the street or people who are people who are housing deprived may use intravenous drugs. It can be needle stick injuries and that sort of thing. So, if your intervention is to teach them about the safer ways to use intravenous drugs, then that's the downstream approach that you're taking. Upstream approach, maybe you're doing that as well as you want to solve the housing problem. Maybe there's a shortage of homes. I'm not sure that you learned about building homes and zoning and those kind of things when you're an MPH. Mm -hmm. So that's where you would need to be working with people who are from those disciplines and those organizations who build homes, maybe advocate for funding for homes and people with that expertise. So if you're to truly solve complex, wicked problems in public health, Mm -hmm. you will have to engage with people who can contribute to the success of whatever initiative that you're working on. Yeah. And at the same time, we also don't want to give off the impression that interprofessional collaboration is easy. So part of... No, it's not. It's definitely not easy. So part of why we're saying this is alongside the benefits of interprofessional collaboration, there are some challenges. And if you're thinking about this from a public health professional standpoint and you're working with someone who's maybe in business or law, you want to be able to make sure when you're able to communicate to them, you're able to make sure that both of your goals are aligned. What's important to them? What's important to you? How can you find some sort of common ground that you can both base work off of and that can be challenging right if you're focused on your solely health agenda and on the other side people are focused on a more business focused agenda how do those things align right so you want to you're going to have difficult conversations and people are going to come with different priorities and agendas in mind Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. Okay. So our, the last reason why we think you should pursue a career in public health is if you enjoy a constantly changing landscape. Gordon, why is your landscape changing? Landscape. So yeah, one example that comes to mind is the COVID-19 pandemic. Mm -hmm. Public health response to that involved things like early on understanding what this chaotic situation was caused by. So there's a lot of research that goes into identifying that epidemiology, distribution of health states and disease. So that's one element of it. Now, having grasped how this thing is spread, how to communicate that. So mm -hmm. there's different layers of that can be done by one person, can be done by several different people who specialize in different things in public health. You're communicating to the public how to take the appropriate actions to protect themselves. Then you have the laws and the policies and the regulations about if that's not happening, if people are given the choice, public health's ideal world, you're giving the people the conditions to make decisions about their health. Sometimes when you talk about things like health protection, you have to implement laws to protect people that are mandatory. So you think of those stay-at-home orders that came in when COVID-19 was being spread uncontrollably and there was nothing, all the other measures that were being taken were ineffective. So you go to essentially the last resort of isolating people from the communities that they live in by staying at home, sheltering in place. And then you have the vaccination production and then you have the rolling out of vaccines and then you have vaccine hesitancy that became a problem. And then that trickles the, into other vaccinations that are not necessarily tied to COVID. So there's a lot of complexities there that change because it is based on human behavior, ultimately, mm -hmm. public health, right? Human behavior and the environments in which they live. Mm -hmm. So this, these conditions is essentially a melting pot for things to constantly change, health priorities to constantly change new threats to constantly emerge. We haven't even talked about antimicrobial resistance yet, which I'm told is the next big thing we should be worried about. So if you get a certain sense of purpose and you relish the challenge of, of forward thinking, being able to project what the situation should be and enjoy that aspect of things, then this could be a career that you find very fulfilling. Exactly. One thing I want to pick on that you said is this idea of complexity. Mm. When we're talking about public health, we're talking about public health programming, projects, policies, it's usually not a one-fit-all model, hmm. right? We have to understand the context. We have to work with communities and understand what they need. So depending on their need, that's going to affect how you're going to handle that from a programmatic perspective in consultation and in partnership with those given communities. So there's a lot of dynamicity, if that's a word. I'm going to make that a word. Dynamicity. Dynamicity. Also, evidence, LaShawn. Evidence mm. changes, right? Evidence so changes. That's a good one. We, we saw early on, too, just to, to use COVID-19 as a case study, mm. it was... Masks will actually make the situation worse because you're going to touch your face and you fall sense of security. Then it evolved to, oh, well, masks might be better than what we thought, given how we understand how this disease is spread. So you make assumptions, you do the research, you modify those assumptions, 
and it can be constantly like a moving target. So if you get, again, if this is something that matches your personal characteristics for how you would like a professional career to be developed, then this gives you the opportunity to maybe go into work every day expecting something different. Whereas other careers, you might get more of the same and maybe that's what you want. But in, pub- in public health, variety is a word. I love that. So just as a recap, if you love professional variety, if you enjoy having impacts on populations, if you appreciate the focus on prevention, if you enjoy interprofessional collaboration, and if you enjoy that constantly changing environment, you should definitely consider a career in public health. This is LaShawn and Gordon signing off. Peace. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Public Health Insight Podcast your go-to space for informative conversations, inspiring community action. If you enjoy our podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. See you in the next one.